The Why Watch That Talk. Well, listeners, it is indeed the end of the... It's the end of the road. You're talking about getting sued. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what... Here's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It is our third year at Sundance. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about this podcast, it is our favorite time of the year, just about. Mm-hmm. We leave our comfortable homes, LA, New York, and come all the way over to Utah, Ooh. Park City, mm-hmm. and spend like five days doing nothing but watching movies, going to events, networking, having a great time, and being all the while exhausted yeah <laughs> and <Rest>. sleep deprived <laughs> eating absolutely well you were eating i didn't get my food but anyway <laughs> we wanted to sort of recap what we experienced this year and then offer a little advice just a little bit of what we look forward to next year what we hope to have happen mm-hmm. um for us to keep doing this mm. Mm. We saw some good movies this year. Yeah. I mean, we have a new program director Mm -hmm. for Sundance. Miss Kim, I'm going to call her. Ooh. She is, this is her first year. And boy, does she come in with a strong opinion about what she thinks Sundance should look like. Right. And so hats off to Sundance for, um, first of all, having not only a woman, but a woman of color. Yeah. Uh, I believe she's an Asian woman. Mm-hmm. And I believe she is, uh, well, I won't, I won't go into that. I believe there are many layers to her individuality. Yeah. And experience. And experience. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she really stood firm on was she wanted to see more international presence at Sundance. But what she didn't say that we did see mm. is that there was a commercial appeal to the programming that she offered this year. And so what that means to you listeners, (laughs) is that you're not only going to see some of the movies that we saw on Sundance come during the awards time, which is the usual. You may see it during the summer. You may see it during that whole spring Mm -hmm. competition. And then, of course, award season. So let's dive into what we've sort of encountered so far. We started off with Native Sun. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Native Son, which is based on Richard Wright's book. Mm. If you've been following us on social media, we kind of gave our take on that. But I think we both agree, critic, that Native Son was an experience. Yeah. Um. You know, Ashton Sanders as bigger. Now everybody, he was um in Moonlight. Mm-hmm. He was the middle age. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, I just think he has an interesting he's got talent. It. He's got it. Yeah. But Keith Stanfield and him need to be together in some um, something. Mm-hmm. Something. So, so if you'll check out, you'll also hear that we... No, gotta, what I didn't say. Yeah. We'll get... We've got it. We had an interview with uh, with Ashton on the mm-hmm. red carpet, and we were able to get his take on things. So stay tuned for that. But for the most part, Native Son, either you're going to like it mm-hmm. or not. There's not a whole lot of middle ground. Yeah. If people have opinions about that one we will as well and keep in mind everybody when this when we get closer to these release dates we will give our full opinions yes we're we teasing will. yes we're teasing. i like a good tease mm-hmm. you know that we then moved on and we saw troop zero. Oh goodness <laughs> Cute. stop it Cute. stop it um this is my deal with troop zero okay first of all it is 
a movie directed and written by Burton Birdie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this. I don't know if they're new, but we really haven't seen a lot of their work in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not at Sundance in our coverage, right? Uh, since for the past three years, but they're they're Brits, and it stars. Viola Davis, yeah, Allison Janney, yeah, Little McKenna Grace from Young Sheldon, Young Sheldon. she's Young Sheldon's rival, Jim Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan, yes, as well as other people, just sort of Mike Epps, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Epps is in it, and as you can see from the trailer, it's it, Cute. it's what happens if you put a bunch of misfits in a an organization like Girl Scouts, yeah, what are you gonna get out of that, yeah, now. You can hear that the critic keeps throwing cute. out the word "cute." That is his opinion. That is his. Of course, opinion. it's my opinion. My no, because a lot of times we speak for us. Yeah, okay, all right. That's his opinion. To me, it was more than cute. It was one of my favorites. I think it's going to be a huge, huge hit, and it will be a hit across generations. I cried. I laughed. It was a great time. I think that's one to watch out for commercially. Yeah, a good commercial one, cute, mostly fun. Yeah, cute in his opinion. Okay. Um, Honey Boy, I saw, uh, which is uh, based on the experiences of Shia LaBeouf with his father. Because remember, everybody, Shia started as a kid star and moving on and so on and so forth. So you see two different time frames of him and his experience with his father. Uh, Now, he plays his father. Okay, and the older version of him is Lucas Hedges. Uh, the younger virgins, version of him is Noah Jupe. And let me tell you, it's something to behold. I'll put it that way. Uh, now, a lot of people are raving about it or really enjoyed it. I have some questions. Well, some we can't wait ones. to hear your full review yeah, with that I because know. I'm really interested to hear all your thoughts, actually. It's coming. I'm not giving them away now. All right. But I, I will say, look, everybody, it's for a specific audience. There you go. Mm-hmm. We then uh, capped off day two with Late Night, yeah. which already got picked up by Amazon mm-hmm. at a very, a very healthy uh, penny yeah. they paid for that. Um, Broke the record for U.S. release, right? Absolutely. Uh, we've got a great cast here. We've got Mindy. Um, Kayleen. Kayleen. She, she not only wrote it, but she stars in it as That's well. Right. Yeah. And it also stars Emma Thompson. Oh, yes. my gosh. Mm-hmm. John Lithgow, mm-hmm. among other people popping in and out of there that you should recognize. And remember, if you're following us on social media, we told you what it's kind of about, but very, very teasing. I'm teasing you that it's about a late night host who has to face the reality if she's still got it. Yeah. Does she have it or not? Does she need new perspective Mm. and a new voice? Who can provide that new voice, new perspective? You know, that is the question of late night. But it is a comedy. And I will add, it is just about a rom-com. It's a lot of things. It's a (laughs) rom-com-ish. It's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, So, you know, that's what we get from that. Now, this was day three. At the beginning of day three, we saw the last black man in San Francisco. Got some great interviews. Got some great interviews. This Two years ago, when we first started here, Mm -hmm. they were talking about, you know, 
making this movie. Yeah, the director and the director, producer, producer all of that. And now we get to see them come uh, full, you know. And who jumped on board with this film? Well, Plan B did, mm-hmm. and A24 yeah. will be distributing. Uh, now, you may be saying, wait, is this about one black man in San Francisco? No. <laughs> You'll have to, but you will be surprised not only who the black man, the last black man is, mm-hmm. but that performance by one of the last black men (laughs) Mm -hmm. was amazing. Some great new actors out there. We then moved on and saw the report. Mm. Ooh, that gets my juices flowing. Mm. It's the new Adam Driver movie Mm. and Annette Bening. Mm. And it's based on a true story of this, this man who decided to make it his life's work for five years to really unearth what happened with the CIA's um, methods of extracting information during 9-11. Basically, we're talking about uh, torture. Yeah. Well, they That's call what it, the report is. Yeah, and they call it enhanced interrogation. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. This is something. Oh, it's yeah. something to behold. And Adam Driver is in the same movie as everyone else, which is exciting. <laughs> no, and I don't say that to be mean. He's just like so intriguing and so like drawn mm-hmm. in. And Annette Bidding basically said, um, excuse me. <laughs> Very good. And then after that, uh, that night we saw extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile uh, about Ted Bundy. Yes, Zach Efron plays him. His longtime girlfriend is played by Lily Collins. I mean, look, he is getting really strong reviews. <laughs> Critic! Hey. I thought we were... <laughs> I didn't say anything! Exactly! <laughs> you will hear my full thoughts when we review it in full. You know what? He's getting strong reviews! Yes. Is that the opinion of the critic? Yeah. The fact that he is getting... That is my opinion. He's getting strong reviews. From you? <laughs> it was fine. You know what? This fine. this <laughs> this movie is really um. It's about Ted Bundy, remember? Uh, and it is not the Ted Bundy that you think you're going to see. We know that Ted Bundy was a serial killer who like killed. Dozens and dozens yeah, and dozens of women, including Ridiculous. a 12-year-old child. Oh. And and it, it, the mm. most horrific things, if, if you want to go down a deep hole, yeah. that director also recommended that there is a new documentary that's mm. coming out on Netflix about Ted Bundy. Yeah. And so if you want to go down that dark hole of Ted Bundy, but quite frankly, this movie isn't that. No. He really... this. Well, it's from the perspective, supposedly, of his girlfriend. And that documentary you're talking about is on Netflix. Netflix did release a warning to people, said, don't watch it alone. No, it is very, very Mm. disturbing. Uh, We then moved on to the next day, which is day four. Mm. And we saw the movie Moose. Now, this movie... (laughs) See the critic? I can see the critic, and usually I can't. Loose is a, a movie yeah. that is, the question of the movie is, as a black man in America, or black person in America, mm-hmm. the question is, can you be more than just a monster, viewed as a monster? And can you also be viewed as more, more than being perfect? 
Right. Why are you only put in two categories? Either you're a monster mm-hmm. or you're perfect. Well, maybe um, you're both. <laughs> maybe you're. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. This movie, and we'll get into our full review. Mm. Uh, there were some very disturbing performances. <laughs> One of the, the lead actors, he did a good job, but listen, I don't want to be in a dark alley anywhere near that kid because I just wanted to punch him. <laughs> I told you this, I'm saying it. Not the to, actor. Not the actor. The, well, yeah, not the actor, but the character. The whole, like from the beginning, before even the stuff, there's something about it. Now remember, this is Calvin yeah. Harris Jr. Calvin Harris and Jr. We've yep. got Naomi Watts. We've got Octavia, Octavia, Octavia Spencer, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. All sorts of people mm-hmm. jumping in on here, and it's about a white couple who adopts a uh, uh, an African uh, young man who is a survivor of war. Yeah. And what happens when you try to acclimate him into uh, a society that he doesn't know, mm-hmm. doesn't understand, and he has to grow up with certain expectations on that. So mm-hmm. we're gonna leave that right there. Yeah, it is. Put a, some respect on Octavia Spencer. You know what? You Watch out for that performance. Now, before that, I saw the farewell mm-hmm. look. This, I think it might be number one for me, it or number two. It's very <laughs> difficult for mm-hmm. me to determine. Which of my favorites from Sundance this year? This is starring Aquafina. Yes, Aquafina, you know her, you love her. And it is not Aquafina from Crazy Rich Asians. No, it is not. It's essentially about her grandmother is diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And in Chinese culture, they don't tell people, hey, you're about to die in three months. Instead, they try to hide it and make their uh, home going as smooth as possible. So what this family decides to do is throw a wedding for Aquafina's character's cousin. So they all go to China to do this, and the grandmother's delightful, and you see what unfolds. So this is a comedy and a drama. It is specific and universal, and I will get into it more in my complete review, but I loved it. It made me have every emotion in the book. We capped off day five Mm -hmm. with Velvet Buzzsaw, Mm. which... If you listen to our review, which we will, we, you will probably have heard by now, or it's available. Yep. It is available on Netflix starting February 1st as of taping, and boy, is it an experience. This is the Jake Gyllenhaal, Renee Russo, uh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette, a whole bunch of people being the elite artists of <laughs> LA, and what happens when their eliteness gets mm. them into trouble with some art that should not be shared. In fact, it has fatal consequences <laughs> for many of the elitists. Wow. We'll just say that. Yes. Now, day five, we started off with Relive, mm-hmm. which is starring David Oyelowo, uh, Storm Reed is in it, Brian Tyree Henry, and so on and so forth. So what happens is David Oyelowo plays a detective. He has this niece that he cares for. Her parents are kind of, you know, sketchy. So she calls him whenever she needs him. But what happens is they end up being murdered. Just not David Oyelowo. No, not him, but the family, the other family. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he has to figure out exactly what happens or what happened to them. It may not be as it appears. And what happens is he gets a call from his niece from, from the, the dead past. Yeah. When is it? 
mm-hmm. the past, the dead, is he hallucinating? And then what kind of information can she offer? And does that have anything to do with the future? Mm, dun, dun, dun. It's definitely a thriller. Uh, it's with, from Bloomhouse, right? Yeah. yeah. And and there's some, not horror, I wouldn't say horror, but yeah. it's got a, a, a thrill to it that yeah. some twists and turns really enjoyed that one. Um, and then you also saw Blinded by the Night. Or yes. Light. Yeah, Blinded by the Light. So this is, uh, it's a period piece set in the 80s. There is uh, a Pakistani uh, 16-year-old who's in London, not London, Luton, England. And he wants to be a writer. He ends up discovering Bruce Springsteen's music. And that takes him to places that his family doesn't expect and neither does his friends. So this is the kind of thing, if you are a Springsteen fan, it's for you. It's sweet. We also capped off the evening with official secrets. Ooh, by Galvin Hood. Now, this is from the Brits. And it is a British perspective of what happened when they unearthed the fact that the U.S. and Great Britain, basically what happened is they struck a deal saying that they were going to gather intelligence illegally to, I'm just gonna say it, to blackmail some UN um, delegates, blackmail them into voting to begin and start the Iraq war and to take Saddam out. Now this was deemed an illegal war at one point in history. And the question is, who's going to warn the people of of Great Britain that this is happening? Well, enter in Keira Knightley's character. Yeah. And she does just that. She whistleblows on it. Mm -hmm. And it has dire consequences. Or does it? Does it? It does on one hand because of the war, maybe. Mm-hmm. But does it have it dire consequences for her family? Exactly. And you'll have to find out uh, a little bit more about that as we release it. Listen, folks, for me, that this Official Secrets is one of the stronger, if not one of the strongest, one of the strongest pieces that we've seen so far here at Sundance. It is an all-around political thriller that left me very satisfied. Top two. This and The Farewell. I mean, Mm -hmm. you said it, cousin. Hey, well, listen, we'll be right back and we're going to conclude our uh, Sundance coverage. Okay, we're back at it. Now, we reviewed all the movies that we've seen, and there's a couple. I think we're um, at, we're going to talk a little bit about Clemency when it mm-hmm. comes out. Yes. A little more about Premature when it comes out, so you have to wait for those. But now, I just wanted to exchange with you, Critic. How me? Was, how was your Sundance 2019? You know, it worked really well for me. Let me tell y'all something, though. You got to know how to navigate Sundance Film Festival. It is a monster. This is our third year, so we're pros now. That really helps. We talked about the movies we really enjoyed, maybe some not so much. But overall, you know, I don't think there was a dud in what we chose to see. No, but we chose to see it. That's the point. You got to be savvy with what you're choosing. Uh, So... So far, so good. We only have one or two movies left. As of taping. I'm happy. I'm very happy, too. We do have to shout out that there were some amazing events that we were able to attend. Not only me, but we had a team here this year. Of course, the producer was there. Along with, um, we had a, a, a digital marketing intern with us this year. It was absolutely amazing. We have to shout out Marco 
for yet again giving us macro, I'm sorry, not Marco, macro for giving us amazing, excellent programming. We got to see Jada Pinkett talk about the red table with macro. We also got to hear from um, um, Angela Rye of her viewpoints on social justice and what that looks like. Shea Moisture's uh, founder and the uh, found, uh, the current owner of Essence was there to share with share with us his vision that he has for new and more broad programming for women, not only just black women or women of color, but women of all stages. It was really a well done, well oiled, uh, um, event. We also have to shout out the black house was there giving us more, uh, teasers with BET's programming along with Paramount, uh, TV's programming. And then of course there were other organizations there as well. Fly Lounge, we shout out to uh Direct TV had a lot of great programming as well as uh the programming that Sundance TV does. All those panels, everything you can find on our website as well as our social media. We gave we had great coverage this year, critic, yeah. in bringing in um a diverse not just movies but also what actually happened at Sundance. Mm -hmm. And so we leave you with this. We encourage you listeners, listen, we do this for you. We leave our comfortable, wonderful homes, (laughs) fly out into the middle of this beautiful country with these beautiful people and spend six days just intently doing this so that we can give you the best advantage possible when it comes to sifting through all the content that you have to sift sift through on a daily basis. So what we ask is if you have any questions for us, if you have any comments, if you are curious about Sundance, Please visit us at whywatchthat.com. You can also go to our social media platforms, uh, Facebook page at Why Watch That, as well as our IG page, which is has a ton, a slew of information that you can kind of dive through to see if this is something for you. If you're a lover of movies, if you're a lover of the celebration of movies, maybe you can come out and visit us. Maybe we'll have you out. Um, you got to pay for your way and pay for your love. Yeah, see. But, <laughs> but we'd love to connect with you on that level. So from us to you, 2019 Sundance coverage is certainly not over. We will have more information for you, but we will sign out here and said, hey, Sundance, I see you, girl. Oh. Hey. Ooh. Work it. <laughs> <laughs>